0: The MomCast is brought to you by the YMCA of Central Ohio, Dr. James McMahon at Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery, and Sequel Pomegranate Health Systems.
1: Mom. Mama. Mommy. It's the MomCast with your hosts, Mindy Dreer, Michaela Hunt, and Stacy McKay. Mom, I need you. Welcome to another MomCast. We hope um, the Super Bowl went the way you want. The um, <laughs>
0: playoffs didn't go the way yeah. I wanted to,
2: Stacy. Patriots.
0: Ugh.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. a Steeler
2: fan. But we're Listen, glad you're I just here. keep thinking of the Buckeyes' last game where they didn't even score. So what are you guys complaining oh, about? Oh no! <laughs> and that's always
1: a painful couple months.
2: Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it? it then it's a next long
2: game. Weight. Right. Yes. So spring practice.
1: Yeah. So we've got a while now, a little while for football again. Um, but we've got a lot of things to talk about with you. Uh, sleep is the big. I think if we're going to put a heading on this week's mom cast, sleep would probably yeah. be it because. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Well, that's what <laughs> most moms think about immediately, right? Yeah. I need sleep. I need more sleep. Uh, I'll never sleep the same again. Those <laughs> all come to mind. But we're going to talk about maybe some controversial ways of getting your child to sleep. Um, <laughs> we'll also talk about the idea. Of a family bed. If you have not heard much about that, we will talk about that. Which can be controversial also in and of itself. Very controversial. And then just little mom, I guess little mom tricks having to do with sleep that could be controversial. We're going to cover sleep, I guess is what we're we're trying to say. And if you
0: have sleep hacks, ladies, I'm all about it still. With this little guy who's sitting in the corner today.
1: Um, Now, does Christian, do you have trouble
0: yeah, sleep, lately we
1: have. In the middle of the night, he'll
0: come in at like 1 or 2 and say, Mom, Aww. can you put my covers on me?
2: He's 4.
1: So, yeah, we've had some
0: And issues. are you dead
2: asleep? Does it scare dead you Dead asleep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't scare me. It scares my husband. Or the I, I think I've shared this with you. Maybe I haven't. 4 in the morning, I have to go pee. Comes into the master bedroom, goes into the master bathroom, slams open the door, slams up the toilet seat. It's so loud. The light has been thrown on. Peas, slams it down, and then closes every door on his way back into his room. And then good night. Does he go right back to sleep? He does. But do you? No. (laughs) Sometimes Marcus and I don't. So when you're saying all these things about issues. There you go. (laughs)
1: It can be an issue. (laughs) Well, you know, we've all heard that, Mom... I need you. Mom, come upstairs. And my my daughter did the same that thing gets with gets it's in covers. our open for mom cast, AC. Yeah, she, we hear that all the she time. would always say, Mom. And I'd go running up the steps and it would be the same thing. My, my covers are all off of me. Well, let me just show you a little something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, Liv, I'm going to teach you how to fish <laughs> so I don't have to give you fish. What? You know, she never got that right. analogy at right. two o'clock in the morning. But she did the same exact thing until I finally said, you know, we don't call mom at two o'clock in the morning when there's something you could do on your own. I don't know what that's about, but it's like, I think, you know, in in a kid's mind, mom or dad has the solution. They can fix it. They can fix it. So we come fix this. Sleep training
0: has been something that's been talked about amongst moms. I mean, I don't know about you all, but I definitely read books when the boys were babies about sleep training and and,
2: and how to do it. that doesn't surprise us i know it doesn't of course michaela she probably did all this research
1: okay and in a non-surprising fact (laughs) i've never read one book about that me either nor any book about parenting isn't that terrible you never read like baby wise
2: so there was a book that my parents grew up on it was dr spock Oh yeah. and that was like the bible for anything kid related um that's what my mom always had and she always lived by that dr spock book i always remember hearing about it but me personally, no. I'm with you, Stacy. I haven't really read anything. I just I I, think, not
1: that I think that's a bad way to go. Right. I don't know why. I never. I never did.
0: In regard to sleep training, when they're young, you would come across an article that was kind of fascinating a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, and I have to say, this one, I it just kind of blew me away. It was uh, an article about a woman that went on vacation. She took a vacation while she left her baby. With a sleep trainer. She left the baby. Left the baby. And she went like to the was Caribbean like, or something. I was going to uh, yeah, say, I mean, was this the exotic? she did. She, she went, t- went on a really wow. nice vacation while the trainer trained baby to
2: sleep. Wouldn't even and cross my mind, Stacy. A lot
1: of younger moms said, you know what? That's because it can be very harrowing. You can be exhausted. Maybe your job is a job that you are unable to be tired like that um i get that but this was kind of a trend and something that younger women were not as shocked by as i was
2: well i'll go first on this one i totally disagree i say suck it up you know what you chose to have a baby (laughs) you train that baby how to sleep you're the mom no then you know what then don't have kids You want someone else to raise your kid or train? No, sorry.
0: Okay, but what if you had the money to be able to do it? You know what?
2: Money isn't everything. I don't care. Well, no, but... No, I I wouldn't do it. But, so, she didn't
0: get sleep trained, but my sister had a nurse who came in and lived with them after her second was born, after Thatcher was born. And we had a discussion about it, and she kind of said to me... I mean, so she didn't take this Caribbean vacation, obviously, but she had a nurse who came in, and she said what price do you put on sleep? There is no price, especially in her situation. She has a husband with a really what I would call high-octane job um, in the financial world in Chicago, and he's, you know, long hours, and here she was with a newborn and a two-year-old. She said that it was fantastic. Now, it was not really just a matter of sleep training in Christina's case. Well, is it a nanny or...? I, the nurse allowed her to get rest at night and not be... Always getting up, so they the nurse brought Thatcher to her when Thatcher was hungry, and they stretch the feedings a bit, and then they take the baby after, you know, and they uh, the feeding, and then they burp them and change them and put the baby back to sleep, and so she has, so that was her situation, and she did it. I want to say for maybe a couple of weeks, but she has friends in Chicago that some do it a lot longer. And get a in and do it for, you know, a 12 hour stretch. And she said, you know, obviously this is a luxury. And Christina is a, she's a millennial. She's like 36. So back to kind of what you were saying about this younger kind of generation embracing this. She said it is a luxury, but if you can afford it and it can help you out, why not do it? If it saves you a little bit of sanity. Well, see, and Why that's that's what it. I mean.
1: I think millennials have that that mindset. Their mindset is just different. Yeah, because Mindy,
0: they're than... soft.
2: Well, <laughs> well, they are. <laughs> or are, they,
0: are they soft My or gosh. are they smart? I don't because know some because some they're so that's they're smart. a
2: good question. I don't know. They're so used to other people doing so much for them. What about doing stuff for yourself? Listen, Kylan and Cameron were a year and a week apart. You think I got a lot of sleep? No, no. But you know what I did. I sucked it up. <laughs> and and I just dealt with I it. Think Those it depends. my kids. I'm going to do it myself know, with I, my husband.
1: I feel that I'm somewhere mom. in the middle on this. <laughs> of course.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but I, I do see it. I mean, are. what if I, I, I think about when I was a teenager, when I was in high school, my cousin, who was only a year older than me, she got married very young. She was married and she had a baby. And immediately wanted nothing to do with the baby she went into horrible postpartum depression and so we were very close and she called and said please come over here and get this baby and i went over and basically was the same thing she would tolerate seeing the little girl you know during the day but at night i mean and she was so depressed And at night, she didn't want... It was like she couldn't hear her crying. She didn't want anything. And I saw what she was going through. I knew she wasn't just... It wasn't just neglect. Right. Um, And so I stayed there for the entire summer. Oh, wow. I stayed there for three months, and I took care of the baby for three months. And after that, she was fine. She has five kids now. She is a wonderful mother but it was it was so awful, and that's just kind of what she needed at the time.
2: Well, she had a serious so, case of that postpartum depression. She did, and, and there she are was okay. Circumstances but, like but there that.
1: are some women that they don't have that. You know, having said that, obviously, I think I think about that. For me, I had something in me that said I wanted, you know, I could nurture. I could nurture a baby, but not every woman is really wired but, that but way I, right but i also
0: don't think it's a case of nurturing though like i really don't because i think it's a, honestly if you think about how were you after you had your kids and when you were getting no sleep on not even just the first i feel, I feel like i you know it all kind of comes back to you very quickly that first night you know i brought christian home i was like oh i mean and i know stacy you have lived but it's hard, and your brain doesn't function very well, you know, when you're mm-hmm. not on that much sleep. So if, if you're able to make the choice and you have the money, I don't think it's a nurturing thing. I think they truly believe it's helping them be better moms.
1: Well, see, and I don't know that that's a bad thing.
0: And, and that's what I'm I saying. Don't I don't I'm think it's a bad it. thing either because, you know, you have time. Mm-hmm. If you're If you're spending time with your baby, if you're spending time with your kids during the day – you know, I, I, she was around Thatcher and her friends around their kids during the day. But if it's nighttime where you're getting a little help and if that helps you, I think if it's good for mom, it's good for everybody.
2: I just don't ever remember it being an issue. We just dealt with it and we were happy about it and everything was great. I just it was never an issue. You just they don't sleep. You don't sleep. And then there comes a time that everybody sleeps. You just have to go through the little pains of motherhood. Well,
0: How many years, are, though, are you away from it now? Well, they're 15 and
2: 14.
0: So 15 years, your memory may be a little foggy But about I But, but if it was really
2: that much of an issue, I think it would have stood out in my mind. And I don't ever remember it being that much of an issue. And they were super close in age. Like I said, a year and a week. Well, you know, I mean, people have had nannies for years. True. Think about
1: it. I mean, forever. And they still can be, you know, good parents, have good relationships with their kids. So... You know, I, I think it's preference. I really do. And I and I agree. It's probably a luxury. There are probably moms saying, I would love to be able to do that, but I can't do can't it. Can't afford it, right? And so, you know, both, I think both can be good. And if you're lucky and you're able to do something like that, I, I say more power to you. Okay, I mean, so bottom line, for would me. you have done it? I would not have done it.
2: Michaela?
0: If I would have had the money to do it, I would have had someone help me.
2: And I wouldn't do it either. So there we go. We're all different. But that's okay. That's the beauty of this show. If you have another,
1: Michaela.
0: If I have another? I love how Stacey throws that out there.
1: Call Mindy. (laughs) That's what I need to (laughs) do.
2: One of our listeners came up to us, and she's kind of dealing with an issue a sleep-related issue right now. So she had a question that she wanted us to talk about.
3: Hi, my name's Crystal, and the question that I have that I've taken from some slack from my friends regarding is the subject of allowing your children to sleep with you. I have an 11-year-old daughter and a 5-year-old son, and they sleep with me all the time, pretty much every time they're with me. And, And you're a single mom. And I'm a single mom, and it's just part of our family routine. And I just wanted to see what the feedback was on that. Okay.
2: <laughs> I mean, we have an opinion on um, everything, all here, three of us. I,
3: I will say
1: this. Um, now, Liv never slept with us, but she never really wanted to. If she wanted to, I probably would allow her to do that. But here's why I had a friend in college, and this always stayed with me. Um, I had a friend in college, and they were a very well to do family. And seemed very, I mean, just one of those families when you would see them all together, very loving, kind family, very successful. Both parents were very successful. A, a bit well-to-do. Um, just kind of like, you know, a great all-American family. Well, what I found out as we were friends in college, they all, they, they had a family bed. How many kids? In a family bedroom. And there were two daughters and a son. But even in college, when they would go home,
2: no. they
1: were in the bedroom, or the family bedroom, and the family bed. Oh, that's so, so odd. So like even the, in college? Yeah, the girls would sleep all in with mom and dad, and then the son might be in the other bed, or wow. you know, they'd trade around. But that's how they grew up. They grew up in a family bed. And there are cultures and families that that's what they do most they definitely just, Culturally they feel like you it's, see it. yeah right. they feel like it's um it, it helps the family it strengthens the bonding
0: structure yeah. yes mm-hmm. and
1: they, it's a time of togetherness there's nothing odd about it or weird to it but i remember at the time thinking this is kind of freaky and i remember talking about it with my friends someone said so because I didn't say anything, but they are like, how did it go at so-and-so's house? And they kind of smiled. And I said, well, why didn't you tell me that? You know, they didn't say, here, come sleep in bed with us. But, you know, they had a room. But it just, I remember thinking it was weird, but I also remember thinking it was kind of cool because... They were just a wonderful, loving family. So obviously it worked for them. It worked for them. And everybody's different. they didn't think a thing of it. I mean, it was not even as they talked about it or whatever. It was no big deal. I wonder if those kids carried that on then with their own families. And that I don't know because I, you know, I lost lost touch. Yeah,
0: lost touch. It's hard to listen to her question because her kids are a little bit older. But I take it it probably started when the kids were younger. And I have been with a camp that is adamantly against co-sleeping or family sleeping because of the SIDS incidents. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is an incidence of SIDS associated with co-sleeping that can be really concerning. And so, I mean, you know, here in Columbus, we had this infant mortality task force that was looking at... This is one of the things that they were looking into, um, co-sleeping. And so I just... If, you, if they're that age, and I, I don't really know what I think at that age. I know that it probably started early. That attachment started early. And I just think it's too dangerous. I never, ever did it with my kids. I had Logan slept in a bassinet next to our bed for probably about eight weeks until I moved him into his nursery. Christian was in his nursery after two days, not because I was like irritated by him, but he had such bad um, reflux. Our doctor actually told him, and some may say this would be a risk, though too, to sit to sleep in his car seat in his crib because he was having so much trouble with reflux and breathing. So I mean, for me, I just don't think it's smart when they're really, really young. I think there's too many dangers. And mm-hmm. I have seen just the tremendous um sadness that is Sid's up close and personal with a neighbor whose baby died from it. And then with story that I did when I was working in TV.
2: So that's my opinion on it. Well, that's the beauty of the mom cast because we are all so different and listeners are also different. And I'm on the completely other end, obviously, because I think anything that moms are supposed to do by the book, I've done the complete opposite. That's mm-hmm. just how how we've done so things. you're saying
0: so you're saying that you would f- family bed, not not co-sleep. that we
2: just would but we have my kids are 15 and 14 they just now in the past year year and a half stopped sleeping with us and Randy's really a big dude you know he's six six and we're all in bed because they don't they I don't know if it was a fear if they saw something a scary movie but they didn't want to sleep alone and I thought well what the heck I'm not going to make them sleep alone and so they would also, heck, I'd let my dog sleep in the bed with us, you know. So if I let my dog sleep in the bed, obviously I'm going to let my kid kids sleep, sleep in their bed. And, <laughs> and, you know, Randy and I were talking and we were like, you know, there's going to come a time where not, they are not going to want to be around us as much. And there's just something kind of special to hold your son or daughter, cuddle while they fall asleep, because those days are limited. So why not make the most out of it? They, it, it, it worked. And then they got to the point where, okay, they were out of mom and dad's room, but they wanted to stay together. They didn't want to go to their own rooms. That's kind so of Kylan and Cameron would sleep in their room, in a room that they shared. They each have their own room, but they didn't want to use it. They wanted to be together. But
1: let and me I ask you that this. You know, that's different, though, than in an infant, because I do agree with you. I think you need to talk to your pediatrician about a tiny, tiny baby. Yeah, you know, because to there nature. are but when dangers. Get, there's no doubt. Yeah, when they get... Of an age where they think it's safe for you to have them in bed with you.
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask you, Mindy. Was there a time where you started or did you do this when they were little as well?
2: I did it probably when they were little, too. If they wanted to sleep with us, I'd let them. But I mean, like pre-one years old. Obviously, when they were babies, I put them in their own. Okay. In their own cribs.
1: You know, (laughs) they suggest you not sleep with an infant. Right.
0: But when they're older.
1: Yes. But What about sex life, then? I mean, let's
0: be What's that?
1: No, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. No, I will tell you what. I, I will talk about that. My husband would just no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Olivia out. No, Olivia out. Yeah, no. Good question. And That's a fair question. It, that is. It can. Yeah. It can be an issue. And and I think that couples need to talk about that. Absolutely. How much time do you
0: need to yourselves right. to have moments together to be intimate or whatnot? And how much should the family be inside? The bedroom, because ultimately, yeah, so the college example, which is still kind of blowing my mind. Yeah, that um, is kind of. I'm sitting here like, what still? They, I mean, who are you when the kids leave? Well, apparently the kids come back in this college situation and they were still there. But you got to think about that with your partner because the kids are going to leave, even though Mindy's going to school with them. Oh yeah, and but they're going to leave. So (laughs) what kind of relationship does that leave for you and your partner? So I guess I thought of that too, which my husband might be laughing if he hears this episode saying (laughs) that I'm talking about that. Well, I think that's a fair question. I think he would be happy
1: that you're talking about that.
0: You You might say, who are you? (laughs) I don't want
1: to, I wouldn't want to um, lose out on that. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. You don't want to lose out on that. So you have to kind of, I'm sure that families that have family beds worked it out or there wouldn't be three kids to be sleeping in their bed. Right. right?
0: Correct. They you make it If work. I understand things It's whatever correctly. works for individual <laughs> families. I I <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, for the health of relationships, health of the family, you kind of got to consider all of those factors.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ladies, how are you feeling honestly about yourself? When you look in the mirror, are there things you wish you could change? There are so many things we could do to our body parts or our faces. And just out of curiosity's sake, I got on the website of Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery and could not believe all the different services they provide. I know that they do a lot of stuff. I didn't know everything that they did. I'm talking about from eyelashes to eyebrows to every single body part, and it can be done so fast at such a reasonable price. They will consult with you and figure out what is best for your face or your body and figure out a budget that will work for you too. So give Dr. James McMahon at Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery a call for at least a consultation you'll be so glad that you did the phone number is 614-459-0060.
0: not all of us are born to run as a matter of fact I tried to run a couple months ago and I hurt my knee so I needed something in the new year that I was going to enjoy and love and be able to do it in a way that balanced out family time So I'm swimming at the Y, the YMCA in Hilliard specifically, and I'm loving it. And Christian, who is here with me today, goes and spends time in kids' time. What do you think about the Y? You like it? Yeah. What's your favorite thing inside the playroom? I like to play with toys.
3: Sure. He likes
0: to play with Mm. toys, and of course, who wouldn't? So while mom gets to swim and actually enjoy time working out in a way that is new and different. Christian gets to enjoy his new friends inside kids' time. It's a new year, a new you. See what's going on at your branch for your family and for your health. YMCAColumbus.org.
1: I have really exciting news to share. Brag moment. My yep. daughter, Olivia, we talked about her winning the Geography B, the National Geographic uh, B in her school but. for her lower school. But she won... The next round, she won for the entire school. She beat an older, uh, an older an child. Grader. She beat an older child and a very <laughs> sportsmanlike. <laughs> but it's her thing. It, my child has been reading almanacs and looking at globes since she was little. She, she just loves you? it. No. No. The only way I can find my way around town is with GPS. I have no... No. Don't... Nothing about geography. And of course, now it's just not about, you know, the capitals and all of that. It's about the world and it's about resources and it's about history, all of that. So I'm really proud of her. But I have to say, I was concerned about the next round because she knew she was going up against older kids. And if she goes, pressure. Yeah. And if she goes further, there's even more pressure because again, it's like all ages and she'll be going against all these kids. And she was feeling a little bit of pressure. And, you know, I told her we're proud of her, whether she comes home and says she didn't go on or whether she gets to go on. Mom and dad are equally as proud of her because she was my
2: daughter and if she would have lost, I would have locked the door.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did go on and say, but because I'm competitive, I expect that you would do your best. That's all we can ask is that you do your best. Um, But I thought about that. I think at, at a very young age that starts all the pressure of schoolwork and competition, sports, all of it can be a lot for our kids. And sometimes it can be too much. And maybe as parents, we need a little health. Sequel Pomegranate Health Systems. They are an acute hospital and center for psychiatry, healing hope and resilience for adolescent psychiatry ages 12 to 17 And they have many different services, including secure residential inpatient treatment for mental health, behavioral disorders, acute psychiatric hospital. They can start at something that might seem simple or they can deal with very serious issues. Um, Either way, we want our kids to get the help they need. So you can check them out at pomegranatehealthsystems.com.
0: So now that we've complained enough about sleeping Mm -hmm. (laughs) with children in our lives and trying how to figure it out, Let's let's talk about what works, right? Uh, we'll call them sleep hacks. Are there any that you ladies did with your kids? Mm-mm.
1: Okay, I broke one rule. And I breastfed Liv, and my mom, I remember her saying to me, "You need to get sleep, so you need to take just a tiny little bit of cereal and mix it in." And everybody kept saying, "Don't do that, don't do that, you're not supposed to do that." And I remember feeling so exhausted one night, I just thought, okay. I mean, she was getting close, but I did it a little early, and I put a few flakes of, like, rice cereal in the breast milk. Did it work? Just a little bit, and it was like magic flakes. (laughs) And she slept, and she never looked back. I mean, I was like, why didn't I do this sooner? But, See, you know, I, I was always so wanted to try
0: it, but I was afraid. I was so
1: afraid to break the rule. And my mom kept saying, "Stacy Ann, I raised three daughters, you know, and, and gave me that. And But she was right. And it was just a little tiny bit. It wasn't anything she couldn't have swallowed. You know, it's still, I put it in a bottle and she was still able to drink it, obviously. But. I have to admit, I broke that rule, and I'm not telling anyone to break rules because I would never do that. I always talk to your doctor,
2: but I broke it. I broke the rule. I'll tell
1: you to break a rule. Okay,
2: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I think that's a good but idea. But that's
1: that's probably the worst thing I ever, that, that, that you did, which isn't sleep. that bad. I had
0: a single mom friend who did that, and then ended up raising a strapping buckeye football player who now plays in the nfl and she fed that kid cereal in that bottle she encouraged me so much to do that with logan and christian i was just a little fearful of it you didn't even try it you weren't curious didn't try it no i didn't um i I think i was curious but i didn't i didn't try it do
1: you feed them now i do feed
0: them now yeah
2: (laughs) i don't know what did you ever do that i didn't really need to my kids were decent sleepers i I really never i never really needed to but if i i would have if I needed to, mm-hmm. we completely. Our hack was like I'd put NyQuil in their bottles. No, you would not. I know. I'm just kidding. I was going to say there's no way. <laughs> I'm not that big of a rule breaker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we did white noise. Everybody swore by a Brookstone machine, a sound oh, machine, yeah. mm-hmm. and I swore by that with Logan. And it didn't work at all with Christian. He actually stayed up because of the white noise of you know the ocean or the womb or whatever. Oh I my mean, gosh, I
2: can't believe you brought that up because that bothers me more than anything. Kylan, Cameron, and Randy all have to have loud noisy fans to, oh, s- to help them sleep. Yeah. I'm the only one who wants it silent. I lose. So I have to sleep every night with a fan. And really? Kylan's room has a fan now. Cammy's And Randy has to have that fan. I can't stand it. But you know what? I guess I've just gotten used to it. But i lost that battle. And I don't lose many.
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't think so. But <laughs> why <laughs> is
2: that though? People have to I have know, that noise. Some people, they just need
1: the noise. Yeah. I was the same I way though. We had, we had one of those bassinets that Like vibrated. Oh yeah, had the music that never worked. Never worked with Liz. No.
0: The other thing that I I I know people who've done this, um, and not to babies. So let me be perfectly clear about that. Not to babies, but to toddlers. You know, and this was debated a couple years ago. Giving them a little bit of melatonin um, to help them sleep as they got to the toddler ages. Um, I believe it was liquid. There was liquid melatonin drops, and I. I know some parents who did that, and there was a big debate about it between doctors and and moms. I mean, I take melatonin at night. I, I took it when I worked in early morning TV, but I still take it, you know, and it works. I get a really good night's sleep, but I, I guess I obviously have not given it to my children. I've thought about it, though. I'm not going to lie about that because I remember, I actually remember doing some studying up on it at the time, and when Logan was having trouble i mean like literally would not go to sleep kept coming out into the hallway to some nights we would come out to bed and find him sleeping in the hallway you know um, after we tried to put him back in mm-hmm. you know 50 times i kid you not i think one time it was about 50 times i really did think about doing melatonin but i was afraid to talk to my doctor about it because i was thought my doctor's going to say Michaela don't do it <laughs> so we never really did it
1: yeah that's one you definitely need to talk to your doctor about I don't but want to give could. anybody bad, bad advice. advice. No, don't right. listen to uh, the stuff we've talked about. Don't listen sure to Mindy, is to. what <laughs> Stacey's saying. She's looking right at no, me. No, I'm not. I'm saying <laughs> that I don't want someone to hear it. And I mean, we definitely need to throw that out. Make sure you mm-hmm. talk to your doctor about anything as far as sleep goes, but it can be really tough on you and it can, it can mess you up for a little while. It can, it can be Really, really sleep-deprived, and that can be very difficult. So
0: so if you have some sleep hacks of your own, of course, we would love to hear from you. Our inbox is always open at Facebook.com. Just look for MomCast. And we're on Twitter as well, at Momcast Show. You could even send us a message over on Instagram,
2: same handle. Or send us some sleep pills and address it, attention, Mindy Dreyer. <laughs>
0: Do you still need it after all these? Eight t- I don't this time? sleep well
2: at night. I really don't. You still don't?
1: don't? No. Even they're grown.
0: I don't. And you still I think don't. my
2: mind just constantly turns. I, you... I just don't think I sleep. I don't think I ever get a good night's. No, sleep. No, I don't
1: think I will ever sleep Mm-mm. like I did before I had live.
2: Yep, I and it's, totally agree. She thinks, ladies, there's a lot of hope now
1: for me. Well, maybe when <laughs> they leave, maybe. But then my mom said, "You no. worry about different things." Oh yeah, with your
2: kids. Yeah, so. yeah. Once, once a mom, always a mom.
1: Well, as we're talking about all this stuff and our opinions, we want to get a little bit of help. And from Sleepy Baby Consulting, we have with us right now Amy Douglas, a certified sleep consultant specializing in infants, children. And I think you could probably help us out a little bit with this, right?
3: Oh, absolutely. This is my
0: thing. I could talk sleep for days. <laughs> let's let's talk about what works, right? Uh, we'll call them sleep hacks. Just give us maybe a couple.
3: One would be, an important one would be, a lot of parents try to eliminate nighttime feeds. Um, Well, your baby's dependent on those feedings. So I'm not going to say it's not possible, and you'll always want to follow your doctor's advice here. But by nine weeks, your baby's still going to want to eat during the night. Um, So be realistic about that come up with a feeding schedule, but when you're working towards that goal to eliminate some of those night feeds, you're really not eliminating. You're transitioning those ounces into daytime feeds. So maybe that's an extra feeding or sneaking in an extra ounce here and there with the other feedings you already have scheduled. So that's first and foremost, make sure your baby has a full belly. To accomplish this, dream feeding I don't know if you all, listeners, have heard of Dream Feeding, but this is really great. I have. Um, I you actually ha- did it with my first. And did you have success with it? I did. I love Dream Feeding, and I don't think there's a, enough education out there about it. Lactation consultants are all over it, but you're not. maybe not going to hear so much about it from the hospital. Um, and Dream Feeding is really important. So what, it be, what the concept is, is before you go to bed at night, parents, so if that's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, You go to your baby's room, scoop them up, try not to startle them, and feed them as if it was all a dream and the baby is not waking. Um, and sure, if your baby does get a little aroused, you might have to do a little rocking to get baby back to sleep. But doing that one feed before you go to bed is going to help you get a longer stretch. And second fold, you're going to, it's going to take the guesswork out for you. So keep Uh-oh. the lights
1: low,
0: it quiet inside the room while Absolutely. you're doing this dream feed. Don't
3: go flipping on the lights. Um, you don't this is when you don't want to be really engaging with your baby. Rock your baby, hold your baby, snuggle your baby, yes. But don't start pulling out the books or singing songs. You wanna be incredibly boring because we want them to either not fully wake or to go right back to sleep.
2: Amy, I've heard that you should run the sweeper and make some noise when they're sleeping because if they can sleep through that, they'll get into a pattern of sleeping through a lot of stuff. Is that true?
3: I'm so glad you brought that up. I think that's an old wives' tale, and I think that's something that, oh, our grandmothers and great-grandmothers did, and they, I, th- I think that it was beneficial to an extent or there was a good theory behind it, um, but realistically, for today's babies, it just doesn't promote restorative sleep. If you're running the vacuum under it, they might be getting used to that in the sense that, oh, this really is unfortunate that mom's doing this to me, and I have to sleep. This is my only option. But that wouldn't be very good sound sleep, and that does no no help, no service at all to um, better night sleep. Instead, if you want your baby, if you're worried about your baby waking to sound or being able to sleep through sound. A white noise machine is fantastic, and that's going to be much more gentle uh, for your baby. And they, the new ones on the market, my favorite is called the Marpac Dome. If you guys are Amazon Prime members, it's on there. This is fabulous because it's safely engineered for little babies' ears. It doesn't have any gadgets or switches. You just turn it off and on. It does one thing, has one purpose, and it is to run all night ordering naps to lull your baby back to sleep. And what about Benadryl?
2: No, I'm just... Uh, no! <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but, but really, <laughs> <laughs> let, she's let's... we're just kidding. We, we, she's <laughs> we were having a conversation about that earlier. Amy, what about toddlers? That's one other thing I want to ask mm-hmm. you about. Do you have one sleep... Because you know when you have the, the toddler that's coming uh-huh. out of your room, you know, a hundred times a night, oh, yeah. or I have one that's almost out of toddlerhood who at one in the morning is coming in, Mom... I need you to put my covers on. Like, what can we do to promote good sleep when their brains are more a little more active as they're older, kind of in that toddler sphere?
3: You're right. Toddlers are a completely different ball game. Um, I have, well, the tip I have, uh, the biggest thing that seems to make the most impact with the two with any eighteen months to three and a half years. This is essential. A lot of times we don't spend time with our children in their rooms and when we are with our children in their rooms we are either folding laundry or on our phone catching up on email while they play instead you have to make a really conscious effort to go for giggles you want your child laughing creating really happy positive associations I'm not saying they're not fond of their room now I'm saying you want to go completely overboard in this department. This is their special space where only great things happen to them. I'm not talking about changing diapers or talking about potty or getting dressed for the day. I'm talking about really playing, really connecting this starts to make a really big difference within two weeks. Two weeks is a long time when you're running on empty. Yeah. Um, but I, I really try to go for the gentle route, especially when I'm, for, for all babies and children, really just trying to figure things out. Some would say they're manipulating us. I think they are really just trying to put the pieces together. Uh, see what we're made of, see what they can do. And I think that it really starts with a great, big, positive association to the room.
1: Well, it's good information. And thank you for talking with us. You have a Facebook page, I know. Do you want
3: to share your website as well? Absolutely. Thank you. My Facebook page is Sleepy Baby Consulting, and the website is equally easy to remember, SleepyBabyConsulting.com.
0: So next week... It's going to be our Valentine's Day episode, and what we want to talk about is something that applies to all of us as moms. Whether you're married, whether you're single, how to have great relationships in your life, and what it takes to have those healthy, great relationships. I thought you were going to say how to have great sex. You know that may be part of the conversation, Mindy. <laughs> no, not Mindy, is there on. anything we need to know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really thought that's where you were going with that. I'm like, wow. Well, but Kayla, it certainly is a topic
1: for for married couples yeah. as well as single folk. I mean, especially ladies, you know. You know, it's like one of the first things you're like, I'm never doing that again. (laughs) But then you change your mind. Yes. Hopefully.
2: And thanks again for all of you who listen each week, or if you're a new listener, Thanks. It means a lot.
1: We can find us anywhere. We hope that you'll always comment. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on iTunes. Anywhere you you know, you know found us, that's great. But we would like to ask one other thing. Besides sharing it with mom you know, would you please review MomCast? We would appreciate that. And that really goes a long way in helping us get the word out.
0: Hope you all have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week.